What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, the co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew, coming to you with another episode of The Founder's Journal, my daily diary, where I talk about the interesting things, the not-so-interesting things, the wins and the losses of running a business. And today, I am so excited to talk about email. Definitely not the first time I've talked about it, definitely not going to be the last time, but it's actually not anything to do with Morning Brew's email someone else's relationship with email. Let's dive into it. Jason Fried, our good friend over at Basecamp, has released a new email platform that could once again bring up the questions, is email dead? He's pushing it forward, so it's certainly not dead. But given that we are heavily hinged upon email, what's your take on hey.com? So first of all, I want to preface this whole conversation by saying that this is not an endorsement podcast. I think what Jason Fried and his co-founder DHH, I don't know how to pronounce DHH's last name, so it's DHH, um, what they've built at Basecamp, but more, more specifically, what they have done to open the conversation around remote work. If you're someone who wants to think about building a team or being a part of a team that works remotely and not in office together, Look up any of Jason Fried or DHH's uh, content or writings or books around the topic. They have been preaching the importance and the value of remote work and the trade-offs associated with it for the last decade. But specifically what we're talking about today is Basecamp, Jason and DHH's H's company, launched the email killer. Yes, I said the email killer. It is called Hey.com. The whole concept is to rejuvenate email to be the valuable tool that it's always purported to be. And so the way that DHH described it is as follows. He said, long form asynchronous writing has inherent merit. So being able to think, have deep thoughts around what you thought about, email it to someone or communicate it to someone and have that person be able to read it, synthesize it, and respond with equally as thoughtful of response. He's saying that is an incredibly valuable thing. And email is the most successful implementation of that in the history of mankind. So they're they're big fans of email. But what they're not fans of is they say email has instead become a stressful mess of to-do lists, reply all fails, and marketing junk. And so what DHH and Jason are trying to do is basically cut away all the inefficiencies, all of the distractions, all the things that steal your privacy within email and build it from the ground up. And that's what Hey.com is. But what I want to talk about is not if Hey.com is going to destroy Gmail or email, but what I want to talk about is actually how I respect the hell out of what Jason Fried and DHH are doing. What this release of hey.com symbolizes to me is like the amazingness of entrepreneurship in its purest form. They are taking on a big, audacious challenge that they believe can, uh, if, if that challenge succeeds, they will be doing a huge net positive for society. They're not just saying it, they're putting their money where their mouth is. So the second part is they are taking big audacious risk, putting two years of time and millions of dollars into building this product. And the final piece of it is in building this product from seeing how it is built 
you can see just the beautiful collision of creativity and analytical thinking in building this product. And so to me, this is entrepreneurship at its core. This is what I love about business and new businesses being built. Big audacious goal, big audacious risk, creativity and analysis exploding together. I want to just talk through why all these checkboxes are checked off. And then if Josh decides at the end, we can give our predictions of what's going to happen with Hey. I want to also just quickly caveat this by saying that Hey.com is not a net good for Morning Brew. It's actually a net bad for Morning Brew. And so I have no uh, prerogative whatsoever to fanboy the product. So why is this a big, audacious goal? Well, Gmail has been around since 2004. And since 2004, literally 16 years ago, there has been no disruption or innovation in email. Why? Because I think people realize just how hard it is. The network effects of email are crazy. The, The fact that you're competing against a company that already owns the attention of billions of people so they can make themselves the default in a very similar way that Apple can make Apple Podcasts the default because it has iPhones in the hands of hundreds of millions of people. And so I think this is simply a challenge that people have had no interest in taking on. How could you possibly take down Gmail? It's free. The barriers to enter are as low as could possibly be, but then the barrier to exit is super high because they make you part of the ecosystem where the switching costs are high. Who in their right mind would take on Gmail? The Basecamp guys did. In terms of investment, how have they had big and audacious investment? They spent, according to Jason, two years on this. That's a shit ton of time where they could be spending it on Basecamp. The odds of failure, super high, and they've put millions of dollars in it. Where have I seen the collision of creativity and analysis? On the creativity side, it's all over the place. In hey.com, your inbox is not called an inbox. It is called an inbox. I-M-B-O-X. And the reason that inbox is used is it stands for important and immediate things I want to know about. Really clever vernacular to basically refer to exactly what they want you to focus on with hey.com, which is the shit that actually matters. Another really cool creative genius that I've seen. They use what's called a pariah tactic. So with Hey.com, there are no longer tracking pixels. Really bad thing for Morning Brew because the way we make money as a business is knowing how many people open our newsletter so that we can show that we have a really engaged audience. That's gone with Hey.com. Hey.com, people cannot see who opens their emails. But the way they call out this practice is they shame spy trackers. So say I got an email from Best Buy and Best Buy sends their emails through, let's say it's uh, MailChimp. MailChimp tracks whether you open and whether you click on emails. If Best Buy sent me that email, I would get a pop-up box that comes as as the email goes into my inbox saying, there's a spy tracker tracking you coming from Best Buy who sent it from MailChimp. They're tracking your moves, like what device you opened it on, where you opened it from. And if you clicked anything, two other points of creativity. One is Hey.com is still actually closed off. Very few people have been given access. There's a wait list of 50,000 people. You have to send an email basically saying something about your relationship with email, why you love email or a funny story about email. And they're using that as a proxy for who to let in on the platform. Genius. The final is 
for anyone who uses email a lot, one of the most annoying things about email is you can't save email or save things in an email so that you can refer back to them in the future. This is why people love like Evernote or or uh, Readwise. Hey.com has added where when you read an email, you have the ability to highlight things from an email and save them in a collection so you can revisit them later. So to tie this all together, they're making what I would argue is one of the biggest bets of our generation, which is trying to dismantle a foundation that has existed for 16 years going against one of the three largest companies in the world. Now, I don't think Hey.com is ever going to dismantle Gmail. I think that Hey.com is going to be like superhuman. It's going to be an app used by a lot of technologists, early adopters, the tech savvy. I don't think it's going to be used by the masses. Why? Because human beings are very bad at behavioral change. We've been taught that we don't need to pay for email. Hey.com costs $99 a year. For the average consumer, I do not believe they are going to be willing to pay $99 a year in order to get back their privacy. Candidly, I don't think most consumers even realize their privacy is being violated. And I think a lot of consumers don't even care. That said, I think a very meaningful business can be built with hundreds of thousands of customers, which I do believe they can get. And I think this is such a net positive just for the industry, even if Gmail and these big email clients learn from Hey.com in terms of better UX, better practices for keeping people focused on what's important with an email. This is a net positive, and I'm I'm super passionate um, that they've taken on such a big risk at a time where I think a lot of entrepreneurs are taking small risks. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited too. I, I've got a few passionate thoughts on this one. Actually, here. first off, I too love these open distributed platforms. It's the reason why we like email. It's the reason why I've started to get to work on RSS, which is what podcasts are built on. The web www dot is open and distributed, where anybody can build on it. And I think you made a really interesting point about how few changes we've seen to Gmail or to email since its inception. What is going to be the next completely new open and distributed platform? Cryptocurrency is one of them, but everyone's got certain feelings toward that. Uh, but certainly changing the behavior of how we use these things is, is going to change. You see a lot of email apps, you see a lot of podcast apps, you see a lot of different browsers pop up, DuckDuckGo, Safari, whatever it might be. But to your point, Google has been the incumbent for so many of these systems for so long. Uh, so how does anybody take a crack at it? And I, I completely agree with your answer that they don't need to completely change everybody's usage of email in order to be successful. And whether it's similar to Superhuman or not, premium software is on the rise where people are going to pay for better user experiences. And to quote Scott Galloway, ads will subsidize the poor unfortunately, which I think is a much bigger problem that we're going to have to reckon with at some point. Um, but I, I love the marketing strategy. I don't know if it's a feature or product and whether other bigger email companies will factor in the good parts of Hey.com, but I'm with you. I love it. I think it's a great bet. I love how they're going about it and I, I wish them all the best. So I, I would say, yes, I think they're going to succeed, but it's not going to change everybody's user experience with email. Right. Yeah. I, I think it's such a good point that you make, which is they also, they have the luxury of a success being a $20 million a year success and not a billion dollar a year success. I mean, this is their whole thing. They're not heavily venture backed. I was just running some quick math, $99 a year. They get 200,000 people signed up. That's $20 million a year on subscription revenue, uh, multiples. That's a, at least $60 million business. 
Um, Can you compare that real quick to the superhuman numbers and the fundraising that they've taken over the past couple of years? Yeah, I mean, superhuman has raised. Oh, here we go. Superhuman has raised thirty-three million, and they raised it at a two hundred sixty million dollar valuation. This was in. Uh, this was a year ago. So, wow, it's thirty dollars a month, three sixty a year. I want everybody to hear me shaking my head. That that is fascinating. I I'm really interested in the type of person that pays three hundred sixty dollars a year for um. It's not it's not even a client for an, an email plugin. That that's insane. But yeah, the valuation they're gonna have to see for Andreessen Horowitz to uh be satisfied with the outcome if it was raised at two sixty, I assume that it has to be at least three X. And that's assuming they're not gonna raise another round. Right? Like right. the the way that they're talking about this company makes it seem as if another round is right around the corner, assuming the market recovers and people are ready. All right, we're 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 brushing up. We're we're way up above our time. Oh, I know. I know we're way up. What do you want people to know? What do you want to know from people? Okay. What I want people to know is that find examples of entrepreneurs taking big, audacious risks, not just talking about it, but actually making huge bets with their time and their money. And also where there are examples of the clash of creative and analytical thinking that produce something like really special. And I think we just need to have an appreciation for it's it's not the success or failure of these businesses. It's the process of achieving that criteria leads to really interesting outcomes. I think that's why people are so mesmerized by what by what Elon's done is even if his business has failed, there's such an appreciation for just like the risk and vision that he's had. And so I, I give um, Jason and DHH a round of applause for taking on 16-year-old technology that no one else has dared take on. Hope you all enjoyed listening to the episode. As you can tell, Josh, myself, and the Morning Brew team are very passionate about email, but specifically here, it's not just about email. It's about the beauty of entrepreneurship, and I think that's what uh, that's what we've seen with Hey.com. Hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, email me at alex at morningbrew.com, or if you want to uh, email me at alex at hey.com, you can do that now as well. And I hope you have a great rest of your night. Ah, wait, before you go. We are going to change the release cycle to release these the morning after. So we hope you have a great day, not a great night. Wow. Uh, Curveball from producer Josh. So everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you have a great work day. I'll catch you tomorrow.